1: Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. Give common sense solutions to your complex problems. I'm Steve Marver, a certified financial planner and an investment advisor with around 20 years experience providing
2: financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I'm a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider. also have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years. We're with Richard Young Associates. Good to be here this morning, guys. Glad to have yeah, you. Yeah, it's exciting to be here, isn't it? It's yeah, it's great, great another, day.
1: Another great day. We actually <laughs> have some is,
2: reasonable weather.
1: Well, it's it's improving, but you know, it's been kind of a tough winter for me so far. That's why I'm excited about our first topic. You know, vacations. It's all about warm vacations. Yeah, so that's coming. We'll talk more about that in a second. But yeah, you can catch us um, streaming live uh, off the internet at uh, moneymd.net. Um, also uh, obviously here on 1230 AM as well. And you can also, um, uh, download the tune in radio app. Good mm-hmm. way to listen on the smartphone. We have all our podcasts as well. Yeah. The Babel, website. Yep. Right off our website, moneymd.net. um, iTunes. You can check us out there. Uh, but email us your questions too. We'd like to hear from you. At info at moneymd.net. Well guys, I think we have an awesome show lined up. Um, we want to talk football at all i guess football's over old hat well we got a one article on football right yeah we'll, we'll
3: be talking about this last uh, week
2: all the money national
1: championship yeah oh, good point yeah, yeah all so the, we'll, we'll touch base on that few moments. good 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 point well we do have an awesome show lined up you know in fact i mean with the nasty weather i don't know about you guys but i'm ready for vacation and a warm one at that. I am tired I was of the vacation and, and, and I know, I mean, Al, way. if you're listening up there in Chicago, I feel for you guys. I mean, they've had like oh, a yeah. foot of snow. In fact, my aunt texted us last night. She said, we've got 12 inches here. Yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Cold,
2: Ouch. Cold is a relative term. We think it's yeah. cold here, but Chicago, and we have clients all over the country. but We do. We have know. clients
1: in Chicago. I, 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 in fact, I was reading about Chicago. They, some guy was like shoveling his sidewalk, and he, he found a body. under the snow are you serious i'm serious i was reading that on the weather channel i was like you gotta be kidding me that's amazing so yeah i mean so we don't have a lot to complain about down here but regardless of where you're at the weather still has been a little nasty it's been kind of a hard hard winter already for me i'm ready for a warm vacation and that's our first topic i'm excited about this guys five warm vacations you can afford now um you want to tune in for this i mean if you're like me and you're ready for vacation i got five of them for you they're not that expensive i mean they're on vacation okay but still um you know under 500 bucks per person yeah yeah i like it
2: it's a good one yeah so tune in for that i don't mean to be a dougie downer here but i've got an article and talking about uh pension cuts um we Guys, we read about this uh, pretty much weekly now, about pensions that are being changed, medical retiree benefits that are being changed. Uh, this is an article um, that uh, is of actually CNN Money that talks about unions and how their pensions are going to be cut. And it's kind of a sign of the times. I mean, it, you know, there's some sectors that are going to be protected more from pensions. But, um, you know, as we see the mounting, you know, uh, debt in the United States, I think everybody's pension is going to be up for negotiation in the future. Ouch. And so we'll talk about that in a little bit. So let's we'll yeah, we'll try important. to keep positive that's on That's
1: definitely not as fun of a topic as vacations. but Yeah, I'm it sorry. is important, it's, it's reality. though. I'll, I'll give you that. Well, that
3: and fun. we'll close the show out with uh, the closing of the season. Football season <clears> just <throat> ended. Um, Brand new national champion and um, true. All the dollars and the millions yeah. that surround uh, the business of college football. So we'll talk about that for just a few moments before,
1: yeah, that is uh, interesting before we talk- get out of here. It is staggering some of the numbers. Unbelievable. Uh yeah. I mean just I just had no idea it was that much money. So Great topic. All right, we're going to start off here, though, with the financial fact of the week.
2: Yeah, this comes from the Department of Energy. And once again, guys, um, you know, we talk about this on the show. No one, and I mean no one, can consistently predict uh, interest rates, gas prices, stock market, anything. And so if someone's out there saying they they know its direction these things are going, it's laughable. Um, Sometimes they get it right uh, because you had enough people talking about something. Some people are going to get it right, but to consistently do that over time – it's just not feasible, and so here's the fact: the uh, Department of Energy forecasted back in June of 2014 uh, that the price of gasoline would average about three dollars and fifty cents a gallon in the second half of 2014. It oh, missed wow. it just a little bit; it just was actually a closer to two dollars and, and twenty-five cents. That's a yeah. dollar twenty-five off, about thirty to thirty-five percent miss on that. That's a huge, That's a huge number. miss. I mean, yeah. uh, no, no one could have predicted what happened, but a lot of these. You know, those market forecasters, people are trying to forecast interest rates. And, you know, the studies that we see, we've done a, a show on that one time about how people miss their estimates. No one can predict this stuff. They, they just can't.
1: can't. I mean, unless you have inside information on things that have already happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact is, looking forward, nobody knows what energy is going to be. I, I was hearing some crazy predictions that they thought oil would be, you know, $50 a gallon for the next 10 years now. I was like, that's crazy to even talk ten years out on oil. It could be back to you know, ninety dollars a barrel in a year. I've seen
2: eighty
3: I was gonna say I I read something the other day that said, you know, by the end of the year it could possibly be back to eighty five.
2: Yeah, I mean who knows? Nobody knows. knows. And that's just just how eighty five per barrel.
1: That's just how clueless people are really about what the future holds for oil or anything else for that matter.
2: And if you try to adjust your, your, your your financial plan based on these predictions, I mean, the chances are that you're going to something potentially is going to happen bad in your situation. So you can't plan on all these predictions that no one knows what the answer is going to be anyway. That's kind of the takeaway from this.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, you need to diversify. That's the key and not try to predict the future and just base it on sound, you know, economic sound reality of what markets and asset classes have done speaking about reality vacation. speaking about reality yeah Yeah. our reality right now is cold dreary it's been that way quite a bit i mean i think more than our share here for the past few weeks you know month and uh i know people up in chicago and you know out in the northwest they're like or even east coast they're playing the world's smallest violin for us right now right Right. oh yeah i I get that but (laughs) at the same time Guys, I'm ready for vacation. It's still not 75. It is not 75, and there are lots of places you could go cheap that are 75, so (laughs) we're
3: going to talk about that. I I got a picture, a text, and a picture from a buddy the other day from one of these locations that you're talking about, and it said 75 and sunny. (laughs) There you go. Not
2: rubbing it in or anything, right? Uh, We're (laughs) going. Well...
1: We're going to get there. Yeah, I mean, if you're like me, I mean, you're thinking the weather stinks and you need a vacation. I know it's January and you're still trying to recover from all the expenses of the holidays, but there are some places you can go where it won't kill your budget for a quick three, four-day, even five-day getaway. I mean, in fact, here are five ideas where you can get away now for a long weekend for around 500 bucks per person or less. And I know it's not free, but still, you know, I and mean, we're talking some pretty decent places here. Uh, and it's cheap this time of year. I mean, one of the keys, though, to keeping it reasonable is to not kill it with eating out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there are a lot of other tips, too, for limiting your outlay. So we'll discuss those as we move along. But the point is, a vacation away from the nasty cold weather is probably within your reach if you do a little planning. So let's jump into these. Yeah, I mean, number one here on the list is... Myrtle Beach, believe it or not, um, you know, and if you grew up in this area you 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 may not have a great impression about the Myrtle Beach area, but the truth is i mean it 's a pretty nice place now, and there are a lot to do for a very reasonable price during the off season and if you 're on the east coast, I mean this is a great place to go in the winter, <clears throat> lots to do, very cheap prices we 've done this plenty of winters and you can get a jam up oceanfront hotel for well under 100 bucks per night in the winter time. I mean, I've seen them as low as 50 bucks a night.
2: Yeah. And you know, if you catch a good weekend, I mean, the temperature's going to be in the 60s. Obviously, they have great seafood down there. Um, you know, the you get a lot of golf courses, Steve. Over 100. Absolutely. I'm sure they That's have. one of my yeah. attractions. Over 100 I mean. golf courses. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So you got a lot of stuff to keep you busy. You can shop at one of the two outlet malls or maybe just want to walk on uh, the, the pristine beaches down there. And, you know, a tip to book an efficiency uh, and keep the eating out reasonable is buying groceries. Uh, you know, and cook inside the the hotel, and you know the crowds are usually small. Prices are certainly a lot less this time of the year, and there's a lot to do on the Grand Strand. So this is a good. I like it. I may go yeah. have to book something here. It's a good
1: starter. I mean, I, I like that. A quick getaway to Myrtle Beach. It's a nice place. Not too far. It, it really isn't. I mean, it's just you know, for us, it's just you know, five, four and a half hours away or something. Yeah. I mean, another tip though is to always read the reviews on TripAdvisor.com before you book a hotel anywhere, for that matter. Um, Because you're going to learn a lot of valuable things that you can't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it's great. I'm I'm big
1: on reading reviews. TripAdvisor has reviews on just about any hotel you can think of. And you really get the lowdown on what's really going on at the hotel, things you can't read anywhere else. Okay, number two here on the list, though, is a cruise vacation. Okay, now we're talking. I mean, this is one of my specialties (laughs) and my favorite on the list, I'll have you know. Uh, I know it sounds expensive, but there are deals to be had, and a four- or five-nighter can be much cheaper than you think. If you go to Cruise.com, you're going to be amazed at some of the last-minute deals out there. And sure, if you want a suite, I mean, you're going to pay double for that. But if you can be happy with a balcony room or one of the window views, uh, you can get those for a steal at the last minute. And they practically give away those inside rooms during the last two weeks. I mean, you really can get a great deal. If you go to, uh, well, first of all, if you're in the Georgia, South Carolina area um, where we are, you can drive to Port Canaveral about seven, maybe seven and a half hours, jump on one of those short cruises, and you can get some serious rest and relaxation. Um, So I tell you what, when we come back from the break, though, we'll continue this, um, but stay tuned with us. And if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey-Preferred Local Provider. And Gordon Leopard, who is an advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we are continuing our discussion here before the break, guys, about vacations. Um, my favorite topic, <laughs> I think, by far. Uh, we're talking about five warm vacations that you can afford now. And you know if you're like me um you're tired of the winter already and we're only like halfway through here so we
2: had an ice storm waiting
1: on us right (laughs) we really probably do it's due in february yeah i know the guys up north east north midwest (laughs) good grief i mean they've been hammered already so if you're in one of those areas you are definitely ready for a vacation and so we got five of them right here you know And, and if you're if you're you know, not on the southeast, maybe you have to fly. Um, there are some cheap flights if you fly into the major airports. But uh, still, I mean, it's time to get away. And you can do it on the cheap if you if you plan properly. That's the key is planning here. First one we had on the list was Myrtle Beach. It's a great area. It is very reasonable this time of year. The hotels are very, very cheap. You know, there's golf everywhere. If you pick a nice weekend, that's mm-hmm. the key. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're still you're still <clears throat> here in South Carolina. I mean, Georgia area, it, it can be cold if you pick a nasty weekend. So you have to kind of plan ahead. But it can be 60, 65 easily. Um, so you have to pick a nice weekend, kind of do it last minute, plan ahead, and that's a great place to go, um, no doubt. Number two on our list here, though, is my favorite, and that is cruises. Uh, guys, there are great deals on cruises because they're counting on you spending a lot more money once you get on ship on board right but there's plenty to do on a cruise without spending more money that 's the point here. Yeah, I mean, if you're in our Georgia-South Carolina area, you drive to Port Canaveral, jump on one of those short cruises, you're like seven, seven seven and a half hours away, you get some serious deals, serious rest, relaxation, gas prices are cheap, you get down there. I just saw a five-day inside cabin cruise for 389 per person. That's five days on the Liberty of the Seas for Royal Caribbean. Yeah, that's nice. That's a big ship. That's a nice ship, you know, leaving on 131, in fact, um what a, i mean you won't get sick on that ship that's a huge ship it's even got a flow rider on it by the way <laughs> i love that that class of ship and you know maybe you don't like an inside cabin that's fine for 309 dollars per person i saw one where you can get a five-day western caribbean cruise on princess with uh, an ocean view room and i mean where else can you go for four or five days for that price great dining entertainment in the room included
2: Nowhere. Yeah, that's right. That's Nowhere.
1: It. I'm serious. I mean, I think a cruise is the only place you can get that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you see, I mean, they're giving those away because they're counting on you buying lots of drinks, gambling in the casino and buying excursions. Mm-hmm. But forget all that. I mean, just get off at the ports, do some casual shopping, lay on a beautiful beach in 75 degree weather and then get back on the boat, have a free lunch and lay by a beautiful pool what's wrong with that plan
2: (laughs) and it's 75
1: It's 75 guys you can't beat this vacation deal and what a great way to escape the winter blues and and did i mention i mean right now this weekend it's in the 70s in the western caribbean Mm. yeah so (laughs) there you go that was number two by far my favorite all right number three here on the list let's talk about that orlando
3: taking us to orlando well that's not too far from uh you know the departure place of cape Canaveral. True, um, but believe it or not, Disney World is one of the greatest values when it comes to family vacations, uh, and it's seventy-five degrees around. You know, around this time, uh, I'm ready to go right now. How about you guys? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even prefer the theme parks, but you know, if if you have to fly to get down there, you can you can fly out of one of the larger cities and get a pretty good rate. I mean, we we've caught um, we've caught flights down to Orlando and the Tampa Clearwater area for as little as $49 one way. Wow, there you, you go. Know? So if, if you time it right, you know, timing the the um, <laughs> the plane ticket market. But if, if you, if you you know, check, you can find some really good deals right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, there are some great deals this time of year in all the theme parks, so you don't need a fast pass because the lines are very short. Uh, you can get hotels for a song in January, you know. So, I mean, forget the parks. You can just go down there just for a day and just – uh see a show or two you can lay out by the pool better yet play golf in the beautiful weather i just checked hotels.com and there are hordes of rooms down there for under a hundred dollars a night at some nice beautiful resorts many of them are half price this month um yeah you just don't you know for just forget uh, don't forget to check in on the parking fees some of them have those and also the resort fees if any of those
3: Uh, steve this (laughs) happened last year we got a we got a room down there for 39 dollars. there you go yeah. and it was a pretty nice hotel exactly that's that's awesome it's
1: awesome. a that's great amazing.
2: place to go this time of year yeah. yeah next one is tampa yeah there's a theme here right
1: <laughs> there is a theme here it's warm places florida. that's right
2: west coast of florida i mean crystal beaches um terrific place to spend a long weekend you know it, it's a Clearwater florida type area highs are around 70 degrees beautiful beaches water's crystal clear uh hotel rates are, are reasonable um so you know you gotta gotta watch the the food piece of it you can eat out a night or two but you can also cook as well and save a, a bundle so uh, yeah. tampa you know look at look at the tampa area That's uh it that is a beautiful area
1: it's a great area we've been down there and yeah i mean speaking of food if you like greek food then tarpon Springs, is just a few miles away where you can visit the sponge docks eat the authentic greek food there in the village where there are dozens of greek restaurants um, you can drive over to Tampa. There are dozens of great things to do there and see. You just lay on the beach. I mean, either way, you can leave your
3: park at home. This is going <laughs> to be a nice place. If you get down to Tampa, check out Jackson's on the Bay. Jackson's on the Bay. Really? I hear you. Good tip. Good All seafood. Right. Yes, but, well, just seafood and steaks. I mean, it's yeah. just an incredible place. But save a little bit for that.
2: So.
1: <laughs> All right, last one on the list here. You may not have – this may be – off the cuff, you, you may not have thought of this, and that is Las Vegas. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I know they call it Sin City. I've never stayed there personally, but, you know, I'm not suggesting you go gamble your life savings away. But this city of lights, I mean, it has some of the best overall deals to be had, including airfare. There are plenty of things to do there on a budget. First, let's remember it's sunny and it's going to be 65
2: there today. It's all about sunny.
1: There you go. In the town. With no humidity, that feels like 75 here, guys. So that's pretty good. Second, I mean, there are some incredible deals, including airfare, like 472 per person for four night stay with airfare from Atlanta off of Hotels.com. That's a pretty good deal. And then keep in mind, there's plenty to do without ever stepping foot in a casino. Like, there's great shows, unbelievable golf courses, all the amazing sights along the strip. Yeah, I mean it's certainly not as cheap as our driving vacations or the cruise, but it's gonna not gonna be bad considering that it includes a four thousand mile round trip you know yeah. tick air ticket. So obviously this is one where you have to stay out of the casinos, you have to limit the shows, you have the dining, you have to keep that within reason. But so do some planning before you go on this one. Have everything already picked out. Um but you can't beat the Nevada sun in January. You know, I mean, what a great way to rid yourself of the winter blues. Yeah. So, but the key to all these really is planning. You know, I could go on all day probably with vacation deals, but one of the keys is to to have some amazing vacations on a budget is to simply plan well ahead and go in the off season. I'm not a fan of using credit cards, but you can take some great trips if you have the discipline to charge everything on a frequent flyer, credit card, pay it off on time each month. Um, I do that with the delta sky miles american express card we've taken some amazing trips on those miles. In fact, uh, I took my entire family to Maui about eight years ago on frequent flyer miles. Uh, we got five tickets free. We stayed in a cheap condo for eight nights rented low cost SUV I couldn't believe how cheap that was. We drove all over Maui for less than about $2,000 for eight days, yeah, that's eight amazing. nights. I mean, that was an amazing deal. You know, obviously got a plan for that and save. That's not free, but still, what an amazing vacation. My kids loved uh, Taco Bell, so we ate a lot of meals there. We only had a couple of nice dinners out, but we, you know, walked on all the nice beaches. We drove the road to Hana. We went up to the top of Haleakala, you know, the dormant volcano there. We walked through the rainforest, snorkel for free. We bought our own gear from Walmart once we got there. Um, we spent all day at the, you know, the blowholes. We stopped in Lahana for a memorable, uh, you know, shopped in Lahana. I mean, we had a very memorable budget vacation, and it can be done. You simply have to plan a well, well ahead, and have a goal. That's the point here. You have a little uh, passion about this topic, I huh? I do, man. I love <laughs>
2: vacations. I, <tell laughs> I think he's going to be a travel agent in <laughs> <I> his <think so. laughs> uh, next career. All right,
1: what guys. Do we Barbara? have time for our question of the week here?
2: Yeah, this um, question of the week has to do with credit cards. And, you know, we we, we do counseling periodically. and actually had this question come up recently is, You know, if you haven't paid your credit card bills and they've been sold to a collection agency, you can actually negotiate with them for a reduced uh, cost, sometimes 10 cents on the dollar, 20 cents on the dollar. So if you have a $5,000 bill, sometimes you can, uh, you know, you can salvage it for $1,000. However, that $4,000 is going to be treated as income. And so that'll be, you'll get a form and you'll be expected to pay income for it. So it's a good deal if you can get the negotiation done but you have uh you can have a tax bill
1: i think that only works if you're already about three months behind I that's don't think right then it won't negotiate with you unless you're behind negotiate. and not paying and it's right. been
2: turned over to a collection agency but uh Sometimes but yeah, the, the tax bill sneaks up on folks
1: but 50 60 percent of the balance i think they'll usually settle for yeah. if you're if you're behind on it that far so of course your credit's been ruined by that point mm-hmm. so keep that in mind all right. That leads up to our break here. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back for these messages and Gina News. Stay with us. Welcome back to Money M.D., where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marber, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who's a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider, and Gordon Leopard, who is an advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we are going to uh, lead off our second segment here. Well, I guess we're going right into it. It's a new topic, and that is union retirees don't cut my pension. Um, yeah, it's an article out of New York Times, I guess. Uh, CNN. CNN. Yeah. Okay, there you go. And... Uh, yeah it's not looking good for some union retirees, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean we see guys we see this when we do a lot of planning for our clients and you know a lot of people do have still have pensions. I mean there's some local employers who have pensions um, Sure. I met with a guy at Southern Company and a um, young guy and he was like, I'm not sure the pension's going to be around in 30 years and he's 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 probably right. I mean who knows maybe it stays most companies <clears> are peeling those back
1: they really you are know? they They're... are not keeping I mean that's such a huge liability and
2: risk. That they're trying yeah. to limit the risk, and then you have just give
1: a higher match to the 401k.
2: Sure, and then you have government. Um, you know, a lot of people in the government get pensions, and um, I'm just telling you, the writing's on the wall. We see articles like this all the time, and so when you do planning, you've got to take that into account. Exactly, um, and uh, you know, unfortunately, more than a million current and retired truck drivers, construction workers, and other union employees, they can see their pensions cut. Uh, now that congress has passed a controversial new measure and um, this was aimed at saving some of the country's largest pension pension plans um, from the brink i mean the law will allow these pension plans that are projected to become insolvent in the next 10 to 20 years to cut the benefits of both current and future retirees and that to me i can understand a little bit on the the future if you can do some planning but the people that are in retirement that's a that's a blow. I mean, I feel sorry for those oh, yeah. those people. I mean, they have some of them have mortgages and debt payments and Oh, you've planned your whole life around that That's you right. and you're,
1: you're sixty 70 years old. I mean, what can you do? You can't it's hard to go back. I mean, you're gonna have to put on the blue apron and go to Walmart
2: or something. Yeah. In some cases, you're right. I mean, unfortunately, you know, by allowing these plans to cut the benefits now lawmakers say it's gonna help keep about a hundred and fifty very large pension plans from from running out of money. So they're trying to you know, I, I like the standpoint that they're trying to kind of preempt this, but um, it's still tough. I mean, it's a tough, tough pill to swallow.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, retirees aren't exactly seeing it the way the lawmakers are. You know, many of them gave up years of pay increases under the you know union negotiations and contributed thousands of their dollars from their salary each year toward their promised pensions. And as a result, many have very little savings outside of their pension plans, you know, and their Social Security checks. And so they're not sure how they're going to make ends meet if they go through with these cuts. And it certainly looks like some of these are definitely going to happen. So those guys are in a feel for them. They're in a tough, tough position here.
2: Yeah, they interviewed one gentleman named uh, uh, Dave, 63 years old, and said it's devastating. He said he retired five years ago. He had 30 years uh, of loading and unloading trucks. And he said we never dreamed that our pensions wouldn't be there. And in the worst-case scenario, Dave said his former – his current annual benefits are about $37,000 a year, and it could be reduced to as little as 15000 That's almost $2,000 a month wow. reduction. I mean, that's significant.
1: Yeah, I mean, I blame the unions for this, for these particular cases, because, I mean, they were the ones that were in charge of the pension plan, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they didn't plan properly, didn't fund it. Who knows what happened?
2: Yeah, funding may be uh, too aggressive on the returns associated with it. Who who knows exactly what it is? But he currently receives checks from two different pension funds, and both of those plans are now qualified to be cut under this law. Um, Central States, uh, who is one of the um, uh, companies here, lobbied lobbied heavily for this new pension-cutting measure, which has led many of its retirees to speculate that it will be one of the first plans uh, to reduce benefits. So this this is in process. I mean, this is happening today.
3: Well, and thankfully, there are a few <laughs> measures in place to try to help uh, some of the older retirees uh, that might be affected by these cuts. Um, any cuts would ultimately require government approval, uh, however, but, you know, benefits also can't be cut for those that are uh, receiving disability pensions or those who are 80 years or older uh, mm-hmm. while... You know, cuts. They'll be less severe for those between the age of seventy-five and eighty, but those that fall, you know, below that threshold,
2: yeah. could really, really
3: feel the effects here.
2: Yeah, Dave, who's sixty-three, would certainly be impacted. Um, Central States, who's this this company they're talking about, didn't respond for comment. It said on its website that, you know, it's it's uh, given the complexity of the process, it's likely that it'll take up a year uh, to figure out what the modifications are going to be, if any, to take take effect, and that retirees would receive advance notice. Uh, of any proposal to modify benefits and you know the fund which paid out about two billion dollars uh, more than it received in contributions in in 2012 alone i mean wow. so that's the problem oh you know, it's, paying it's it out. headed for <clears throat> bankruptcy yeah, yeah no doubt it's projected to be insolvent in the next 10 to 15 years so you know officials have argued that retirees will ultimately see major cuts either way they're just trying to preempt um you know it, it sounds like it's something's going to happen regardless but Uh, They're trying to to make better decisions on it, but it's impacting people, you know, big time.
1: Yeah, it's hard to imagine how they got in that shape um, over the years because they had to see that coming if they weren't fully funding their pension plan. But obviously somebody in the process made some really bad decisions about priorities, you know. And um, so anyway, but yeah, I mean, it's a multi-employer plan like this, if it does go insolvent, a retiree gets less than, like, $13,000 a year from the PBGC, the Pension Ber- uh, Benefit Gratuity Corporation. By contrast, the retiree from a single-employer plan that goes bust is insured up to about $60,000 yeah, a year. That's so a that's huge difference. That's the rub here. It's not insured by the PBGC for, for very much. That's kind of a strange rule, but that's really because the union – a union pension like this a multi employer plan is supposed to be a lot safer and it was negotiated very heavily by a strong unions so the kind of a trade off for that allowing that was the government you know wasn't going to protect it as mm-hmm. much but in the meantime the the funds retirees and and others are you know in this long waiting game wondering when and by how much their checks are going to be cut hopefully the cuts will be small but boy it doesn't sound like it
3: well, uh, you know, our, our retiree, Dave, that we were talking about earlier, uh, has mobilized with other retiree teamsters to oppose the cuts. He said uh, he's heard from retirees from all across the country about the new law, and uh, some have even broken down in tears. You know, they're, they're in a really tough, um, tough spot. Um, he said, many will lose homes and cars and trucks because of this. These guys are scared to death. You know, that's, that's what he putting on his own words. I can believe it. It's it's a pretty tough situation for for many of these guys.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, They talk about another worker in here, 62, who's trying to stay positive. He says, I don't want to preach doom and gloom, but, um, you know, with 20 years of mortgage payments left, he is too worried that he's going to face foreclosure um, if his, you know, roughly $36,000 a year uh, pension is cut too deep. And he already faces thousands of dollars in medical bills. Uh, He battles uh, injuries from working you know, doing the, the loading on these trucks. And two years ago, he had a knee replaced. And so he's got a lot of bills that are still outstanding. And, um, you know, I think the only positive coming out of this is they at least have some some notice. It's not just being dropped right. on them, right. getting a letter in the mail saying, hey, next right. month your, your pension is going to be dropped. So they have some some notice and maybe they can start unwinding some of this. But, <clears throat> you know, he's worried that the uh, current central state, uh, this, this employer, the rules limiting employment options for pensioners could hurt his ability to go back to work and make up any lost income so like steve like you said i mean some of these folks may have to likely will have to go back to work and probably will certainly wasn't in the plan to to begin with so for now though cabrera <laughs> said he's trying to stay hopeful that any cuts won't be as deep as, as he is fearing if they're 30 to 40 percent he said it's going to destroy him um you know he basically says he wish he had a crystal ball to figure out what it was going to look like you know i think the the takeaway here is you know i talked to to teachers and, and teacher retirement systems and government employees and so forth. And I just see a, a trend of, you know, pensions being frozen. It is. Sometimes they're cut back. And, um, you know, that's why we, we preach having emergency funds and having plans and things like that, because we don't control these factors. There are a lot of these are outside of our, you know, Our sphere of influence.
1: Exactly. And, I mean, once you're in retirement, you don't have any kind of guarantee at all. You can go back to work, right? I mean, there are health issues and things that crop up. People – I see people all the time that plan they're going to work till 65 or 67, you know, because they pretty much have to because they haven't prepared properly to retire earlier. And fact is, we see statistics mm-hmm. that a lot of people are forced out early. Yeah. Employer doesn't want you oftentimes when you're 65 years old to stick around because you're, you're at the top of your pay grade and you're probably producing less than you would if you were 20 years younger. Um, and so, you know, they just – they're not going to want you around. So – plus your health you have health issues that sure. come up yep. so you got to plan ahead and you got to prepare for this and realize that you may not be to work as long as you want to your pension may not be there uh, you know unfortunately the bottom line is you really need to save hard you need to have some contingency you need to have you know half a million dollars if possible in a 401k somewhere and i know it's a little late if you're 55 and you're just now waking up to that reality. Sure. But,
2: but there are steps you can take. There are steps you can take. You, you got don't. to do what
1: you can. Yeah, so tough spot, though. Um, you know, it's important. Yeah, feel important For important topic. Folks. Really feel about for those guys I do. Okay, well, that leads up to our break here, but if you have questions, again, email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call, Richard Young Associates, 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back with these messages. Welcome back to Money M.D., where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Barber, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider, and Gordon Leppard, who is an advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we are going to uh, start off our last segment here with the prescription of the week.
2: Yeah, this prescription actually comes from a, a- meeting conversation i had this last week um you know we we talk you know occasionally we do a lot of counseling out in the community <clears throat> try to help folks that are maybe struggling or you know just kind of give them some some tidbits and uh, get them in the right direction and um so the, here's the prescription if you have kids uh, grandkids that are you know preparing for college um talk to them about it a little bit spend some time with them um you know find out what their passion their gifts are help them match that up to a career that they can go and earn money um just elaborate a little bit on the meeting i had um sat down with a young lady and <clears throat> very smart very bright um but she's in a very difficult situation she has uh about 170 thousand dollars of s- student loan debt and ouch yeah i've seen that too <clears throat> and crazy. i and uh you know she's uh she's a teacher locally and um, again very very smart very bright just didn't get i don't think got a lot of good advice uh, growing up so she's in a tough spot um and i was talking to her a little bit she got multiple degrees and got some graduate degrees and they were in different um different professions and um, you know she's in a tight spot she has some some yeah. um uh, some de- other debts um but anyway I, the, the point is is you got to be focused on this talk about it get some counsel from folks because 169 she's probably gonna be paying that in 30 years
1: yeah I mean, let me just say too, I mean, as a general rule, if you're going to get loans for college, which I think are fine, but you need to keep them for a normal degree where you can make thirty forty fifty thousand dollars a year, those loans probably need to be total no more than about eighty thousand right I mean that would be top top i mean I'd say really fifty or sixty yeah, yeah, be a, a lot more college. reasonable, you know, go, go to local. a local college. Yep. Don't go out of state. Don't go to some private college. Go somewhere locally where you can live at home. And you know, I mean, unless you're going for the super duper degree. Now, if you're going to, you know, pharmacy, Joe Gordon, you'd mentioned, yeah, I mean, obviously, you're going to make a lot more money there, maybe a hundred thousand, but still, I, I don't, I don't think a two hundred thousand dollars. I hear people that come out of med school that have like the three hundred thousand dollars in loan, student loans that's a little crazy i mean you're really presuming upon the future when you do that
3: you know i have a great story about a buddy of mine that's a doctor in uh atlanta he uh he was also on the track team at university of south carolina and he just you know he he, he did track well but he also he studied well and uh he yeah. earned an all sec um conference uh recognition award and got a Toward his hmm. uh, doctorate wow. or medical studies at Emory wow. University, wow. Or, you know he could use it anywhere, but he decided to you know drive the clunker and yeah, uh, right. you know really minimize his expenses, and he did this even up till the last like five years, yeah, you know. But he positioned himself; uh, he could have taken on a lot more as far as student loans because you know. But basically, you know, he he went through med school. With some help, you know, through the scholarships, but basically came out, you know, debt free. Yeah, that's it's good. Been, good, you for know, him. but he stayed focused, like you were talking about, Steve, and, and really decided to put his nose to the grindstone.
1: Yeah, another thing I would add to this too is your degree needs to be an effective degree. Is what I call it, and that is it needs to be a degree where you you're pretty darn sure you can get a job enough and make enough money to support a family, to support yourself. Um, so that you're not starving to death. You know, it, it needs to be a, a – yes, it can be – certainly needs to be something you, you know, enjoy, but it needs to be effective. It needs to be something that's going to uh, pay the
2: bills. Yeah, I mean, okay. hope, Yeah, hopefully you have a passion and a gift and something that the marketplace is going to pay for. I mean, it's got to exactly. fit. So um, That's got to be a factor, yeah. no doubt. All right, good
1: topic. Well, that leads us up here to our final topic, and that is – College football playoffs just finished up, right? Ohio State, amazing.
3: Ohio State came out on top. I really don't think anybody saw it turning out the way it actually did, yeah. not not to that degree. How do you I know.
2: have a third-string quarterback that looks like – he is an NFL quarterback. He is he's amazing. He's he is amazing. He was, he's oh. 6'3", 250. He runs like a gazelle and throws <laughs> – And it's got a cannon for him. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, un-
1: unbelievable. But we're going to talk about the money behind college football, right? Oh, I mean, there's money? This is, this is a business, guys. This huge. is not – you think this is entertainment? Think again. This is big business, no, lots th- of money. Th-
3: th- there, there's millions and millions that surround the college football uh, 14 playoffs set up, you know, and, uh, this article just kind of goes over some of the numbers and it can be, uh, mind blowing at, at some of the numbers that are associated with it. So like we said, you know, Monday night was the national championship, the very first one for the new college football playoff, uh, system that we have and something I'll, I'll allude to in just a little while as well. College football playoff is actually its own entity. Hmm. All right, just like uh the BCS was its own entity, okay, college football playoff is an entity. Yeah. So, so it it's has not a, the its own financing it, and everything. Exactly. Its own group. It. It's kind of like, you know, our, our our local group here. You have the Augusta National, but you also have the Masters, yeah. who's its own entity. So, yeah. you know, um all right. Anyways, um but today, like I said, we're, we're just talking about the numbers that are that are surrounded um, around this. Yeah, in system. fact,
1: the semifinal games played on New Year's Day in the Rose Bowl um, with Oregon, Florida State, and the Sugar Bowl—they pulled in over 28 million viewers. And, you know, as a reference point, those viewerships stand eye to eye with NFL's best nightly telecast they had. Um and the Sunday wildcard NFL games, which are some of the most watched uh, shows in all of television, so this is big business. I mean, they have a lot of viewership.
2: Yeah, it really is. And yeah, uh, you know, I've already heard about uh, expanding it from four teams to eight teams. And why would they ever do that, guys? Uh, <laughs> money. money, a few more hello, yeah. more games. <laughs> yeah. So the question is: Is uh, how much money are they leaving on the table by only having four teams? And if they did an eight team, um, you know, you think about the, the gobs of money. So here's some of the figures; these are just incredible. At the top end, the schools may be leaving 250 to 300 million behind each year. Um, for you know, if you expand in it, and I guarantee you, someone's looking at this right now as we speak. And ESPN reportedly paid about 500 million per year for wow. the current three playoff games, along with four other BCS bowl games. Uh, that's incredible that's we're mind-boggling <clears throat> we're getting close to the billion dollar level half here, I a mean. billion and if dollars. they're if they're willing to pay nearly 500
3: million per year for for this setup isn't it reasonable to estimate that the tv contract might increase by around half that mm-hmm. uh, right. you know half that current amount a quarterfinal uh, level might draw lower viewership per game but there would be four more games uh instead of you know just one or two but a quick note that's a twelve-year contract that we're talking about, uh, and that runs into the B-word, billions. You know, wow. that's six billion dollars over the course of uh, twelve years, and to tack on another fifty million in sponsorships and ticket sales and merchandise, uh, you know, per year. So, you know, when we, when we break it down a little bit further, let's take a look where a, a lot of this money is going.
1: Yeah, the, the the Dallas Arlington officials and the Texas Controller's Office estimates that by hosting the national championship, they would have close to $500 million economic impact on the North Texas area. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's like the equivalent of landing a huge car factory in your yeah, state.
2: right. Just for a
1: couple from, days. Just
3: from the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Just for a it's couple days. Unbelievable. You know, and then behind that, the, there's the NCAA. And then you have five, what they call five power conferences, the ACC, Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, and the SEC. Each of those uh, – conferences they get 50 million dollars a year and then there's 75 million that spread out um amongst all the other you know conferences smaller conferences and if you make the playoffs you get six million dollars on top of that so you know you're 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 watching the game and everything and then you also see the the media ads that pop up 30 second ad one million Mm -hmm. dollars you know um like Super Bowl, yeah, and, and finally the the CFP, not the Certified uh, <laughs> cert, planners. Yeah, planners group, but the the college <laughs> football playoff group, they're they're finally able to extend a little bit of, um, you know, travel compensation to the players' families, uh, which would uh, reach out to about twelve hundred and fifty dollars per parent. It's good. Uh, so like you know that. they're helping them get there. Yep. Yeah,
1: I was just going to say, I mean, we're, you know, we, we don't have a lot of time here, but, um, I mean, this is an amazing I – mean, these are amazing numbers, you know. I mean, this is – this is really big business, and that's one of the reasons why schools do not shut down their their, their programs under any circumstance. I mean, that's the thing at school, and most universities, that make the most money sure. by from far. any of the activities by far, any of the sports activities.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the money, and it goes some, through some other stats. Urban Meyer made a $400,000 bonus. He's probably making a couple million dollars. So I mean, the coaches are, are, I mean, the salaries are 4.5. 4.5, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that's crazy, but... I think you had a, an interesting fact about the um, the furniture company.
3: Yeah, go ahead and close, close us out with that. Well, a,
2: a million-dollar fact to leave you with. The Morris Furniture Company, based out of Dayton, Ohio, they ran a promotion mm-hmm. in uh, 15 of its furniture stores, and they uh, basically said that if o, uh, OSU, Ohio State, won the national championship by seven points or more, the company would refund any customer who made a purchase equal to or greater than $2,000 the cost of that purchase, so it cost Whoa. him about one point five million dollars. Whoa! A heck what of
3: a, a bet. bad like, bet! Yeah,
1: a million and a half dollars for this poor guy. Yeah. To, what was he thinking? I have you no know? idea. I mean, if you do that,
2: that, you should get insurance, some type of you know backup yeah, plan. Yeah, for sure.
1: Or get an insurance plan or something so you're not. <laughs> that's a
2: rut road. Thanks, John.
1: That's gonna like put him out of business or something. That's that's incredible. Yeah, interesting topic. You know, I mean, no doubt football is a huge, huge uh, business for these colleges. So it just goes to show you. Okay, that wraps up for the day. This has been this week's edition of Money MoneyMD. Uh, stay tuned next Saturday for more prescriptions for your financial health. Do check us on our website, MoneyMD.net, where you can email us there. We'd love to hear from you. You can also download our podcast right there off our website. You can also find us on iTunes. So stay tuned for us. Pick us up there. You can give us a call at Richard Young Associates, 706 739 7 Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.
2: Have a good one.